You are looking live at the fifth year podcast with Parker Biggs, Zach Ruley, and Clint Maxey. Ladies and gentlemen, can you believe it? These guys are the best with this podcast. Don't even think of making a wager on this upcoming season without checking in with Parker, Zach, and Clint. Take it away, guys. Welcome back to the Fifth Year Podcast. As always, we've got Clint Maxey here, Zach Ruley, and yours truly, Parker Biggs. Uh, we are to the last weekend of the regular season, uh, rivalry week, um, after a big week 12. Uh, we'll recap Bedlam. We'll look out back on Michigan and TCU's escapes to keep their playoff hopes alive. Uh, USC's win over UCLA, Tennessee dropping out of the playoff picture. Uh, and look ahead to a big slate of games this weekend. So uh, let's hop right in um, to Bedlam. Zach, I'll uh, I'll let you open up <laughs> with this one. Thank you so much. What an honor. <laughs> um, yeah, that wasn't very fun. That uh, I had a feeling OU was going to start out hot. That feels like how Bedlam always starts. It's like OU oh, just punches us in the mouth, and like you can tell within the first – in my opinion, anyways, you can tell within like the first 15 plays if OSU is going to respond to that. Um, they did not. They did not look up to – I mean, like that is just – I don't even know what to say. It was just bad football. Uh, they threw it almost 70 times when it was all said and done. Four interceptions. Easily his worst game he, of the year. I can't believe he played that whole game. I mean, he was getting killed. Yeah, he no, he's yeah. I I do respect that about him that he's just tough as nails, man. Like he, he probably refused to come out. He ran at another 17 and I mean, got just planted a couple times. I think two of the four picks are defendable. The first that second one where it was like the miscommunication on the route uh, with Jaden Bray, who got hurt and is now going to redshirt because that was only his third game, trying to battle back from injury all year. And were they going to play him next week? Were they going to burn his redshirt? I think that was maybe the plan, depending on how well he looked and felt uh, Saturday. But Jaden Bray is going to redshirt now, and a couple other injuries here and there. But I'm not going to come out and say OSU is the better team because for three quarters they were, I guess, which isn't saying much. But when you hand a team 28 points. To start a game, it's you're gonna dig yourself in some holes. The defense, I thought, played really hard, and um, and they shut think, they shut OU down after the first quarter. Yeah, and then you know, I also thought Levy, and I'm sure you guys will rip into Levy. But I thought he just started like so conservative. Like the the thing about Bedlam to me is um, Mike Gundy's always kind of uh, conservative or. Uh, a sissy for lack of a better word when it comes to game management but like punting at the like 45 or whatever down 28 like come yeah. the fuck on man so bedlam amplifies his tendencies like and everybody sees it again and like both schools or both fan bases see it and they're like god this guy's a chicken which he is and normally it works but um i have a huge long rant about Mike, right? I just don't. The offensive line is bad. It's been bad for six years under Charlie Dickey. He seems like a very nice guy. I, there has to be a change made in the offseason at that spot at the offensive line coach. And to add on to that, just like the trajectory of this program, like Spencer is is a winner. If he leaves next year, you have a quarterback that's never played. You don't recruit well, typically. I think they had a good class last year, but, like, recruiting classes aren't good. What's keeping Mike Gundy around besides getting a paycheck? Probably not a lot at this point. Um, I'm by no means saying fire Mike Gundy, but eventually you do. You have to ask the question, um, and I'll get you guys' take on this. Is staying, like, stagnant? So Mike Gundy has obviously raised the floor for OSU football. It's much higher now. Like, seven wins is a is a bad year, now, which is awesome especially if you ask older OSU fans that have lived through decades of terrible teams, is plateauing, in a sense, regression? Talking to a couple people when I was watching the game, they say, no, it's not. Some people say, yes, it is. Is that bad if you've plateaued? Like, is, is you see what I'm asking? I want to see – so 
it's hard to say, but I want to see what they look like coming out of the Sanders era. Like, I think that it's hard to tell. Like, has Spencer Sanders masked some major issues the last couple of years? I mean, and Jim Knowles also last year. Um, But I would. So this is how I look at it. If you replace Gundy, who can you get that's better? That exactly. That's why I don't think you fire Mike Gundy. I think he'll leave on his own terms here in probably five years, six years, um, tops, and we'll have to go from there. But um, to the people that want to fire Mike Gundy, and this I was able to use this excuse, but now he actually has a worse um, win percentage versus OU than all other OSU head coaches combined in the history of the rivalry. So that's no longer an excuse to say, oh, well, everybody loses to OU. He loses to OU more than everybody else that's ever coached at OSU. Hmm. Um, he does coach this game differently for whatever reason. He's, he coaches it scared. Like, that's why OU comes out firing right off the bat every single time we play. Like, uh, it's so frustrating. But then I guess the last point I'll make, he doesn't recruit well, right? The program prides itself on being able to develop guys they feel are undervalued which is fine and dandy, but if you don't recruit well and you refuse to use the portal and you refuse to acknowledge NIL, that is archaic. You cannot do that and expect to win games. Um, OSU in the past has won Bedlam's because its best players make plays. I look at the roster right now. There's not really like at this point in time, there's good young players that I think will turn into all big 12 type guys. There's not really a bunch of dudes on this roster at the current moment. So you can't expect these guys to go out and win you games. And this was one of the worst OU teams of the past. This team was easily. This worse is the worst team Gundy's. This is the worst. Yeah, this is the worst team. Worst OU team Gundy's like faced. that. That and they showed that for three quarters, and you right. and you couldn't do anything. They ran for we ran for two point nine yards a carry, barely a hundred yards as a team on thirty five attempts. I think we ran 103 plays and we're averaging like two yards a play or something like that. Just absolutely pathetic efforts. Do you think um, Dickey's going to like, – do you think he'll make it through the season? What's, yeah, uh... so Gundy Gundy doesn't fire in-house uh, middle of the year. He would never do that. I think I don't think he's ever done that. But I would – I if so my like checklist, what I would like to see happen, I doubt it will. Um, first off, the off, like the head coach needs a major philosophy change, whether that's – actually trusting an offensive coordinator not named Casey Dunn uh, to run the offense. Because, like, Mike Yurcich, he would just ignore Gundy. When Gundy would yell in the headset, he would just call whatever the hell he wanted. And he was really good. OSU fans have uh, <laughs> underappreciated him because they used to complain about him a lot. So I would I would change philosophy. Like, Gundy's going to have to accept the transfer portal for what it is and go get guys that have played, especially next year, with a lot of young talent or just inexperienced playing next year. He's going to have to go get guys that have played. Uh, that I would probably fire Casey Dunn and Charlie Dickey. And I would beg Kale Gundy to come coach for me. Um, just play the brother card because Kale is really good at what he does and he's a hell of a recruiter. And then I would uh, move Joe Bob Clements, the linebackers coach, back to the defensive line. That's That'd be my off-season priority list. But uh, we'll see if any of those happen. I would assume Dickey happens because the offensive line plays been atrocious. One yeah, little I mean, factor into that Gundy question in the future of OSU is also what they do for the first five years of when OU and Texas are gone. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Yeah, it's a really it's good like point. They should be control like them and Baylor should be controlling that conference. Yeah, it, it's it OSU football is at a bit of a crossroads. Uh, um, I think because I mean they, they they should have won this football game, and I know it's like they lost by fifteen, but they OU is so bad this year. You also so, had so. Uh, TCU now with Sonny Dykes and their success. They're going to be. Yeah, and they're not going in. They've always yeah. recruited pretty well, for the most part, better. OSU right now currently has the ninth best recruiting class in the Big 12. There's 10 schools, and the one school below them is Kansas, who beat them by 21 this year in Lawrence. So, why don't you think, as an OU, OSU fan, why don't you think Gundy's a very good recruiter? I mean, obviously... I think he's scared. To, I think he's scared to go after the higher. He doesn't. Try, I mean, he, he doesn't try. They don't cat. They don't go after the big kids. They get one or two, four stars a year, and uh, and pray to God that they don't flip to Texas or OU. Is is literally what happens. They just try and sit on those kids. There's no. There's no excuse either for that because 
I'm not saying they should be recruiting like a top 10 class every year. They There's should no be top reason. 30 in America. It should be top 25 every single season. Yeah. The infrastructure's there. They have the support. They have fan support. Great facilities. The facilities are great. Yeah. Um, you're not in the best recruiting place in the country, but you're you have the Texas border three and a half hours away. Like I'm I'm it's not a fertile recruiting ground, but I mean the facilities. That's the what I'm saying. There needs to be there um, has to be philosophy change. You can't yeah. you cannot keep doing what you're doing. Um or it will result in but has he he's shown no ability over his career to not to do you know, it with Bedlam. We're yeah. doing the same thing over and over. Yeah. Like the conserv like you said. The conservative approach might work in most Big 12 games, but it clearly has had no success against OU. I mean, maybe this was the year you try. Maybe the thought process this year is, oh, this is just not a good OU team. It'll work, well, but like, it still didn't at, work. Look at like Kleiman. He, when he comes to play Norman and, and Gaylord, he just fucking coaches, man. They're aggressive. Yeah. They 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 take shots. Like that's another thing we we're talking about. I don't think Spencer Sanders like he must be his shoulder must be really hurt or I'm just that blind to it that he can't throw the deep ball because they don't throw deep balls anymore. Maybe it's because they don't feel protection is good enough, which is not to, to block for him long enough to throw something down the field. They don't take deep shots. Rudolph. I, I want not that he's ever going to hear this, but I do apologize because I used to hate on Mason Rudolph a little bit because it felt like he would wilt in big moments. That guy was lights out. Like that is the quarterback play was so good. When he was here, and I didn't realize how good I had it and how good OSU had it as a team. I can't defend Spencer Sanders for – I can compliment him on his toughness and for him sticking it out, but it was bad. Four interceptions. The third one was – or the fourth one. I don't even know which fucking one it was. We were driving a chance to make it 28-20. to Yeah. And he just throws it – like didn't set his feet, just threw it off his back foot like he's Patrick Mahomes right to – Deshaun White. Is that who it was? Yeah, twenty three. Right yeah. in it, like right in his lap. Like you, any of us three could have caught that ball. So it's it'll be interesting to see. I almost want to see. I almost want to see Spencer leave, because then we can kind of see what this program is after the fact. You know what I mean? Turn the turn the page, in the Spencer Sanders era. Um, maybe he finds a spot in the NFL. I think he has. I think he's talented. Uh, he has a good arm. I thought he runs really well, but it's just, it's, we're at a weird, weird turn right now. And there's no guarantee they get up for West Virginia Saturday, but does this game change your opinion on Spencer and his future primarily? I don't, I still think he's the best runner on the team. Um, I don't know. Let me see. It just shows that he could still have these blow up disaster yeah, which is games. bad like yeah. but it's only against good teams right like he doesn't do this against shit teams he only does it against teams with actually good head coach like venables and aranda give him hell because they're both defensive minded like gurus if you will yeah it like I, you said it does help when you have no protection at all because no yeah it's bad i mean there was that defensive line and just it was easy for them i mean they were hitting him every single time he and then if the you, ball, and then if you can't run the ball and you can just rush three and still get pressure, I mean, I'm not blaming Spencer for that loss entirely because it was – I mean, it, a lot of it is on his shoulders. I, I mainly blame the offensive line, though. It starts and ends up there. If you can't run the ball, teams can just – I mean, literally OU was rushing three guys, still getting home, and, like, there's no nobody open. Like, it's tough to run routes against eight DBs. So, I wish you had 18 possessions. And all they needed to score was 29 points to win that game on 18 possessions against a yeah. not good defense. Yeah. And they're improving a little bit, but still not a good defense. Um, my my initial prediction of Spencer leading the team in rushing, I don't think it's going to come true. He's at, he's at 107 attempts with 391 yards. Dom Richardson is first, 149 attempts, 543 yards. So if Dom didn't play the rest of the year, which is entirely possible at this point, it sounds like, um, Spence could catch him, but I hope not because that means he's gotten his ass kicked. Yeah, I think I and Sanders will go down near. I'd imagine the top. Like where where does he rank in passing yards at OSU? Actually, not as high as you'd think because he's okay. like the most he's thrown for is like twenty six hundred in, in a season. I think. Okay, he's so no, he, he'll be top ten, but yeah. Um, He's on pace to – he's having a worse year actually this year than he did last year, or it's about the same. But, but So, I mean, you, you've you got your thoughts on the OSU quarterback situation. 
OU fans, I don't know, are going to be thr- aren't going to be thrilled about old Dylan Gabriel leading the Sooners next year if he keeps. He's one of the more inconsistent quarterbacks. Yeah, he's so flaky. I mean, that first quarter, I don't know if it was just the script or the game plan or what. It was the script, fire. and then OSU did the classic poop your pants in the first fifteen minutes of Bedlam. Like it was a little bit of both. The first couple of drives, he looked like God. I know that was the most yards OU had ever had in a, in a quarter. I think is what. What do you have? Um, he had like two hundred yards at the end of the first quarter. Didn't yeah. He? Yeah, OU had 299 yards, I think. I do credit Derek Mason and the defense for buckling down. I know that'll probably get lost, and everybody's just like, well, they gave up that many yards in one half, but they played really good the rest of the game. The one thing I'll say about the game is it was really bad for OSU. That game, and that this is I would rarely say this, this year that game was much more important to OU. OSU – What's, I mean, you finish seven and five versus eight and four. Same shit. Who cares? OU, yeah. you miss a bowl game and That's things bad. could get. So, I mean, OU, OU came out like a team that, I mean, they came out ready to roll. They needed to win. They came out like a team that needed to win that football game. Yeah. Um, so, the really bad offensive play. I was super impressed with the defense. I know they gave up 480 yards, but when you give a team, when you're literally just handing an offense the ball every four plays, um, you're, you know, you're going to give up some yards. Um, was, they got stops when they needed to. was Saturday more indicative of how bad OSU's offense has been or how, how like, what was the more of the story, I guess? OSU's poor I, offensive play or OU's good defense? I would say probably OSU's poor offensive play, but I will say you can turn, it can be turned into a big, I mean, for OU is needed. You're you know, you look at it like, you know, we just shut down Spencer Sanders and OSU to 13 points. Sure, you know, they're beat up. OSU's offense is bad. They have no run game. But it's, a, it's offense that at times, and a quarterback that many times throughout his career has been a big-time player. So yeah, I think, you know, OU t- is taking a lot of positives away from it. And, you know, having – it was a big recruiting weekend. It was a – so from that point, I think it was huge for OU because um, they had David Hicks and Peyton Bowen both there. Um I think one of the most noticeable things was, and it probably accounted for a couple of the interception, was the pressure. Like, I hadn't seen pressure, especially three-man pressure like that since the first couple games of the season. Like, every every play, they were pushing OSU's offensive line back. And so that was probably the biggest indicator for me. Like, if Spencer just sits back there, he probably picks that zone apart, that, like, 20-yard sideline zone that's always open. But that's the thing. Him. No, but that's the thing. He can't read his own. That's that's the reason. I, I don't know if I can keep defending his play. Like, I'm going to defend him because he's the quarterback of the school I cheer for and I went to. But he when, when people throw zone at him, he is confused. Yeah. It's as and simple as that. He were... does not know how to read it. They were also switching it up a lot. Like, they were going man yep. way more than zone, so... That's what Baylor does against him, and Iowa State kind of does it, but they run, like, a different uh, three-man front than everybody else. But zone confuses the shit out of that guy. That's why I don't think he'll be an NFL. I think he'll make a team, because he's just athletically... I think he's yeah. a borderline freak at the quarterback position, but... Man, he's he's a career low completion percentage so far this year, which he has thrown it more than he ever has in his career. But I guess if he trots out there Saturday for senior day, we'll have a good idea of what he's thinking. I I think I said last week there's a rumor that he might transfer and go in the portal, but I have a hard time believing anybody higher up than us would would want to take him. Yeah, a little I, different than last week when we said, oh yeah, Georgia. Yeah, like he he would definitely go to Georgia. I don't know. I mean, I'm I I still think a lot of really really good football teams that need a quarterback for yeah. a year would t- would take Spencer Sanders. See, I'm look if as an OSU fan, I'm like, who can we go get in the portal quarterback wise? Like Hudson Card came up. I saw a tweet about um, he's the third string cor- currently at Alabama. Ty Simpson. Oh, I think Ty Simpson. Some Bama um, fans think he's better than Milrow, so the, whoever exactly, doesn't emerge so for that could be a quarterback battle between him and Milrow. But it was like. This guy was saying OSU should target uh, Ty Simpson if he loses the battle, which many think he might, many think he might not. We'll see. I don't know. I don't think I'd want Bill Rowe based on the throwing accuracy I've seen. I'd want him to play like running back. He's a freak runner. Like he's a better runner than Spencer is. But like I, I want OSU to go get, and this nothing against Garrett Rangel, but like 
let him sit one more year or let him compete for a job versus somebody other than Gunnar Gundy. He, yeah, a guy like Garrett Rangel, he might turn out to be an all-Big 12 type player, but as a redshirt, will he be a redshirt freshman? Yeah. Or he'll Yeah, there's got to be a legitimate competition there. Yeah, you, you can't, can't just, go you can't into a season with Gunner. Right. I mean, Gunner Gundy's not starting. I, I, I think I'd, I'd say this, and we probably all agree on this. Nobody walked away feeling good about that game. Neither fan base was like, yeah, we went out there. And it was the it. most bizarre. It was nasty. It was a bad game. No, it seriously was. I mean, the first quarter was awesome. And then, oh, you completed one pass in the second half. Like, that's baffling. Um, I saw Levy took full blame for it, which, I mean, it was a whole, it was, <laughs> I don't know what he was. What are, yeah, get, what are your thoughts on that? Because he basically said, I'm dumb. <laughs> I don't know. I, like The way I read that, I'm like, oh, you admitted to being stupid. Got well, it. Venables kind of called him out, too. Venables just called out the offense. He's like, it's hard to, you know, it's hard when you're having, when one side of the ball is having to, you know, keep you in the game every single drive while the other side is completely inefficient. Um, yeah, I, I said it last week and it obviously showed in Bedlam, but his style of offense, those quick passes and stuff, when you're not going, like when you're going that first quarter, it was unbelievable. Those like yeah, if you're big not screens and that the up, tempo. Like, yeah, stoops. Agreed. Exactly. And then when you're cold and can't get in a rhythm, it's three and out. And when you have a, whatever, 21 point lead or whatever it was, 25 point lead, and you can't just run the ball and run down the clock, especially in the fourth quarter. Like, change your identity for once. Don't just do these quick passes and go three and out in forty-five seconds. It was. Hey, I was right. I was I was right on the wheel route. I told you guys. Yeah. There's always a wheel route touchdown. OSU just like doesn't acknowledge the existence. It was Farouk, I think, that scored on that one. His yeah, lone Stoops. catch of the game. Stoops. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, but it's just. It's so predictable, and like every OSU fan knows it, except for the head coach, who's played in more of them than anybody, or been a part of more of them than anybody else in school history. How realistic do you think it would be? You, if you had to put a percent chance on Kale coming to coach for his brother, if he didn't go coach for Bob in the XFL or stay retired, I'll say thirty percent. If I split it up, I would say. I would say 25% chance he goes and coaches with Kale, 25% chance he goes and coaches with Bob, 25% chance he coaches somewhere else down the road. Oh, you got to wonder, does U.S. Does Lincoln try to hire him? Um, and then, you know, if a job opened up, and then maybe another 25% chance he just doesn't ever coach again. Yeah. It does sound like, the way Mike was talking, it sounds like he's pretty happy with life right now. Or he's, well, I've he's, heard he's got a nice compensation. out. Saturday morning, he was at Walmart getting game day grocery snacks, <laughs> chips and salsa but and stuff. That guy's so you don't even think he goes into the game? You, is he not, not even like allowed to go to the game, or he just doesn't want to go well, up he there? Go. He's not going to be on the field. I saw his son was at the game, um, who was a fraternity brother of mine. So, I mean, I know he can definitely go if he wants. I'm sure that's got to be weird for him, though, man. He probably sure. He's probably watched yeah. a, a handful of games from the bleachers out there and doesn't want to go be a part of that if he's not, like, actually. Right. Ugly game. Congrats to you on the ball. Yeah, what do you – really quick, like what – I don't think you can take – like, Clint, what do you think? What positives – I mean, there are positives that OU can take away from this game. And, like, what would you say there are? Because, like really said, leaving that stadium, I felt like we just lost a football game. But, yeah. I mean, cut you beat – you know, you're, you beat a rival, um, you know, to, to pick up a – you know, to get to bowl eligibility um, – you know, and the defense played well, but like, what else, like, what is there anything that you specifically are, are taking as a positive from the game? I mean, not many, but really, I was focused on winning one. I know I said it, but yeah, I, I want to go to a bowl game. And also, David Hicks and Bowen and Jackson Arnold and everyone being there together, and it seemed like a good atmosphere. You were there. So, it was a good atmosphere, yeah. Yeah. So that was the biggest takeaway. And this year, a win is a win. I don't even care. Like, yeah, it was ugly and it felt terrible heading out of that game. But a win's a win, especially with all those recruits in town. Right. We know this is a bad football team. It's just I think we've right. kind of – we have to ex- accept it at this point. Get through it. What's the bowl projection for OU now? I've seen Texas Bowl uh, for several. I saw against one. Arkansas in that one. That was the only one I've seen. Yeah, I've seen Texas Bowl against Arkansas. I think Texas Bowl against Mississippi State. I've seen SMU. First Responders Bowl against SMU. Where's uh, that one at? In SMU Stadium. Oh, it's in Dallas. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a, I, I think it's looking like Cheez-It Bowl for the Cowboys. So, actually, 
I don't want to, and this can kind of segue us unless anybody else has anything to say on that. I'm not going to call it a football game, but it was something. We need TCU to win out and make the playoff because it bumps everybody up a little game. Yeah. Yeah. And I no, didn't that, want that to happen until I had that realization Saturday night. So, I mean, that's looking more and more likely. Um, they, what is this? Did I see? Is it their seventh straight win of less than uh, like ten points? It was. I think OU. Uh, OU is their probably their last one. I mean, and even before OU, incredible game. In, absolutely, yeah. That was that was an awesome football game. Um, I mean, as it kind of we expected and said last week, uh, Baylor hung with them. You know, Miranda, just good football coach, kept him in that game. Um, you know, with Kendra Miller going down, Quentin Johnson going down during the game, TCU still finds a way to win. Um, Duggan had himself a ball game. Um, I don't just, think Shapin is that good. I think he's a no. game manager. He's very meh. I think Baylor should shop for a quarterback in the offseason. They might have met. He's no better than Gary Bohannon was. No, yeah, it's about the same to me, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I okay, do like man. Squirrel Williams a lot. Sick name, and he's just really good. 19 for 112. I have a, I was wondering this when I was watching it happen in real time. Running the ball on third down was psychotic to me from TCU because they spike yeah. it on second down. They spike it on second down, run it on third down with no timeouts in what, like 12 seconds? <laughs> yeah. No, that didn't make sense. That was just really hard. I was like, coach. what are these idiots doing? I was under the impression Baylor could just walk off the field, like, like the substitute rule. Yeah. You just like trot. And Mike Gundy, they asked him today in his press conference, like, is that allowed? And he said, no, on kicks, you're not allowed to do that. Which but you're just allowed no to – what if you just said, I'm just – what if you just said, like, I'm slow? Like, this is the fastest exactly. I can go. But like, just, how do you it, prove what's – I thought that was incredibly dumb, and they got away with it. I don't know if it was a mess up or Dice just is a, a, a genius. I don't think it's that. I think no, it's probably a little bit somewhere in the middle. But No, that was really fuck? dumb. It was, it was – what did they gain – because – you what? How many yards did he get on the run? A couple, like three or four. Right. So you go from a forty-three yard. So it was a makeable, very makeable kick already. You if say you break a run, you're you're not gonna unless you score a touchdown, you're not gonna leave yourself time. I guess the first down might save. I mean, I don't know what they could have gained out of that. They could have held him up too. Like, what if they held right. him up what if, and you lose two seconds and the guy? What if, what if you get six? Off. Yeah. What if you get six yards instead of three? That a couple seconds there. I mean, it made no sense at all. Um, they got away with it though. They went. What again, a kick so. though for the kicker. I mean that, that was, was nails. Yeah. That was nails. Great kick. Um, even if he had, to, I almost like you know, I say I would have taken the timeout to ice him. But what if the odd chance you would have just had to read the situation very carefully and like if you know they are going to get it off, then maybe burn the timeout. But if you're like ah, it's going to be close, then you let him roll the dice. Maybe Aranda was thinking that. I don't know. Because a timeout would have thrown him totally out of like the loop for half like for the 30 seconds for the time oh yeah you know what i mean because he was he was go 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 and then you stop him and then he has to go think about it a little longer he probably still makes it but you never know college and i bet you that i'm sure that's something they practice you know that rush out get a field goal or if they're they're, i mean they're a good team i would assume they do yeah really quick on that uh like last play of the game or just that clock management whether it's like a sub or whatever there really are no rules i saw that a couple times in the nfl yesterday it's like you just lay on the guy, hold his leg for like five seconds, and they they can't really call anything. Yeah, that's what that's the other thing that they talked about. He's like, there's no like kick the like ball. The, too. the refs, the refs don't. Uh, they they there's no set of rules like you said to determine when a guy has to peel off. It's just yeah. like up to discretion of the ref, and like the ref could be like he could lay on there for thirty seconds and do nothing. Mm-hmm. So, do they even have a penalty for that? I no. Guess. Delay, I think of game. Kind of delay of game on the defense, but yeah. I've never seen that called on the yeah. defense. I have, yeah. but not in that scenario. So, really good game. TCU survives, I guess. But so, gun to head right now, you think they win uh, their next? I mean, Iowa State, they should win, and then they should murder. You think Iowa they? Can, you think they can? You think they'll do it? Yeah, I'm tired I'm gonna, of doubting them. I'm tired of doubting them. I'm gonna mm-hmm. keep doubting them. I. I'm just I, I mean I think they'll be Iowa State. Well, like who's gonna play quarterback for Kansas State Saturday or two Saturdays from now? That's a good point. We and don't know who it is. That's assuming they can beat Kansas. If they lose to, if they lose to Kansas, uh who goes? Texas. Texas? 
Yeah, because Texas got the tiebreaker over them. I think Texas would beat them the second time if they play Hudson. TCU would much rather play Kansas State than Texas. 100%. I wouldn't want to play those athletes again, especially asking my defense to shut out Texas again. I, yeah. I don't know if that happens. I know Kansas' I, defense is bad, but Quinn Ewers had a nice uh, bounce back after he did. so much mediocrity. He kind of put the Hudson card stuff to rest. Yeah. For now, anyways. But Kansas' defense isn't. That's what frustrates me even more about OSU's run game. OU is near the bottom in, in run defense, I think. So was Kansas. They couldn't move the ball against either of them. Very, very – I I was concerned like two games in when we weren't getting a push against Central Michigan or fucking Arkansas Pine Bluff. You should run for 300 yards against Arkansas Pine Bluff if you want to, and they did not do that. But Yeah, there, I, there I were think some they, signs I, there. But I think – would you say you – your, I mean, I'm sure your expectation was those were early season issues that would get yeah, worked out. Yeah, maybe they'd kink them out a little. I thought I didn't think the line would be great this year, but there was a lot in the offseason about how they've evolved and are a lot deeper and have a lot of guys that can play X amount of spots and blah, 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 and it's all turned into be uh, bullshit. So um, I'd, if they go unbeaten, are they number two, TCU? There's, there's no difference in two or three, so – Say George, no, I mean, I don't think they'll jump the Big Ten. I mean, if big, if we have an undefeated Big Ten and SEC, I mean, you could make an argument they could be above. I think Michigan has a stronger resume than Ohio State, so I'm kind of surprised Michigan's still ahead of Ohio State, but um, or Ohio State's still ahead of Michigan, but I don't know. I don't, I have a hard time. The the new team to watch out for, and we'll see, we'll see tomorrow night when they release the rankings. USC, Mm -hmm. Caleb Williams is. I think he should be the front runner for the Heisman. I don't know what the betting odds reflect. I'm sure it still says CJ Stroud. Yeah, Stroud to is. me is not Stroud is not that impressive to me. I definitely wouldn't waste a top five pick on him. But USC might sneak in there. Caleb Williams is the best quarterback in the country by far. Like he is absolutely insane, and literally, most people aren't noticing it. Like <laughs> no, yeah, I think is it the late night stuff or like why why do people not talk about him as much? I don't. I don't. I mean, the Pac twelve games are in the late night games. I think some it's of Notre the Dame. throws, some of the throws he he makes, dude. Yeah, that one going to his left off one foot. Oh my god, right. like sixty yards, like yeah. on a dot. I think like prime, the guy is unreal. I think they're prime time against Notre Dame this weekend. If he goes and puts on a show, I think he might be able to go win himself the Heisman. You know, the media is gonna. L- Loves if Notre Dame. I mean, if the USC wins that game, gets to eleven and one, locks up a Pac-12 title spot, and then they go on to win a Pac-12 championship, they're in the playoff. 100%. He's going to win the Heisman if that happens. Yeah, yeah, one one million percent. Also, draft or FanDuel has Caleb Williams minus one thirty for Heisman. Yeah, I bet I bet him preseason, so I feel good about that then. Yeah, yeah. What'd you get him at? Like like four, three, four to one. Yeah, something like that. He was, I mean, he was relatively high. I think it was like 10 to 1 or something, relatively high at the beginning of the year, but still. I also, took one, on, I also took one on Anthony Richardson after that first game against Utah. So I, I wasted any money I might win. Um, Dude, he's, they, he's really good, though. There's some funky lot. I'm looking at Caesars right now. They've got some funky Heisman odds. So they have CJ uh, Shroud minus 110, Caleb plus 100. And Blake Corum is third favorite at plus fifteen hundred. Duggan plus three thousand. They still have Jaden Daniels at plus four thousand. That has to be a mistake. Bo Nix plus five thousand. Stetson Bennett plus five thousand. I do not hate the Stetson Bennett plus five thousand. If USC yeah. slips up and Ohio State slips up, and then he has a good week. Um, they, he has a good last three weeks, and they yeah. win the SEC. Yeah, I don't hate that either. Um, that might be something I I dabble with. Drake May. If, 101, Drake, but. Drake May statistically, I saw one prediction OSU playing UNC in a bowl game. I want nothing to do with that. He would throw for 800 yards against OSU. He's really I, good. I don't want to play him. If I'm a, a NFL team, I've said it once, I'll say it again. I am not drafting a quarterback this year if I need one. I am waiting till next year for Caleb Ewers, or I don't think Drake May would be eligible. But if he is, I'm waiting for any of those three. I really, I really like Bryce Young. Um, I like him I too. He, I think he's very small though, and like the injury concerns, like he's gonna get beat up. He reminds me a little bit of Tua. Yeah, maybe I think a little more athletic. Maybe not as good, quite as good of a passer. But 
He's good. He's really, really good. He's probably, uh, would you say, second best, the third best quarter or a top five quarterback in the country just blew his knee and ended in hooker. And that was a. That's brutal. That was a bad. Th- those losses hurt because, like, they, what they gave up 63 to your 63. boy. 63. Uh, uh, South Carolina ran out of fireworks. God bless. I think Rattler had more touchdowns than incompletions. He had a he had one more incompletion. So oh, he had oh had God. on the season he had had eight touchdowns and nine interceptions. He went out and went thirty for thirty seven, four thirty eight, six tutties and no interceptions. God was like, dialed. Crazy. And that's a he pulled that out of his ass. Give me Clemson next week. That <laughs> he he is not doing that two weeks in a row. He, he's gonna. I'm calling a comeback to reality game for Spencer Rattler this week. I'm sure his head's quite large right now after that one. Um, yeah, that, that's a bad loss for Tennessee, though. I mean, that's a... They were pretty... I think that they were pretty safely going... I think they would have gotten... I mean, they went out, they probably get in. Even, right. if LSU, even if LSU had... Okay, scenario for you. Yeah. For playoffs. Um... Say we have an undefeated Big Ten champ, mm-hmm. a undefeated TCU, mm-hmm. a one-loss Pac-12 champ USC, mm-hmm. a one-loss ACC champ Clemson, and then one-loss Georgia and two-loss SEC champ LSU. Who gets in? Obviously, you get undefeated Big Ten champ. Oh, and then the one-loss loser of the Big Ten champ. So say we have undefeated Michigan, undefeated TCU, they're both getting in, obviously. Conference champs. Yeah. And then USC, just for shits and goals. So yep. basically, who gets in if LSU beats Georgia in the SEC title game? Is that what you're asking? So LSU, yeah. So you, so you Throw have Throw the ACC school out. Clemson's yeah, not They need, yeah, Clemson, resume stinks. Yeah. But I'm telling you, if USC trips up, and say USC and TCU both trip up, I don't think they get in over one loss TCU. But if, well, if TCU lost in the Big 12 championship, that's the thing. I don't think Clemson's, I mean, I don't they're think not they're out great. of it, but I don't think like they're in it. Right. Yeah, but in this scenario, they are out of it. So throw them out. So who gets in LSU or Georgia? I, dude, am I gonna sound super dumb for saying LSU should get in in that scenario? Georgia's like, do who? I mean, Georgia needs Oregon to keep playing well, I guess, because that's their signature win. Well, Tennessee, if Tennessee loses their next one, then all of a sudden they have three losses. Um, which you, I think you have to look at it like body of work at the moment, I guess. So like Tennessee up into that point when they played Georgia, undefeated, we're rolling. LSU lost to Florida fucking state though. Yeah. And got blown. And the other thing is they got blown out. By blown Tennessee. out by Tennessee. Yes. The same home. team that Georgia handled. I think, you, ah, but it, you can't, I think to sit there and put a team, if LSU, it, I think it depends on, how Georgia loses if they lose that CC Tower game? Like, did they get beat close or did they get blown out? Because if they got blown out, you have to put LSU in, in my opinion. Yeah, if, it just yeah. seems really I like dumb to put in the team that lost its last game over the team that beat them. I would, I agree with that, but at the end of the day, I still think it'd be Georgia. I mean, unless LSU blew them out, like unless they beat them like fifty to zero. Which they're not yeah. gonna do. Yeah, it would take a is it would LSU take a lot locked up or could, if they no, I think they need to be weekend. I think they need to be I think they need to be A and M. Although I think let me see, let me look at the SEC. No, I don't think I think they're locked in with the with the Ole Miss loss. Let me check though. With the Ole Miss loss to Arkansas. Yes, yeah, so they're six and one, Bama's five and two. So even if they both went six and two, LSU's got the head to head. So they're locked in. So they could – I mean, they're not going to play spoiler. I don't – what about no SEC team gets in? Is that a scenario? Well, yeah. What about if LSU loses this weekend, beats Georgia? Georgia. They would have to uh, beat them sound. I mean – I think I, that's I, a scenario, though. And then maybe the Big Ten gets two in. Michigan, Ohio State both get see, in. See, that's the other thing I won't – USC throw, and then somebody else. Even in this – even in, even in this scenario, say what if LSU goes and beats – Georgia by 20. Georgia, uh, Michigan loses like a heartbreaker to Ohio State who goes on to win the Big Ten. Like, you'd put Michigan in over one of those teams. Um, I mean, there's a lot that can happen. I think Iowa should get to play just because they're fun. Yeah, Iowa wins the Big Ten. Oh, please. 
there was nothing that would be incredible if Iowa, because I think if they beat Nebraska on Saturday, they're they're locked in Big Ten title game. <laughs> That's gonna be awesome. It's going to be incredible. That imagine them winning the Big Ten going to the Rose Bowl. That all hell breaks loose in that scenario. Yes. Iowa won in the Big Ten, but that's that's not happening. Um, what do you think about Michigan on Saturday? That was another really exciting finish. I didn't get to watch a ton of that. Um, was in a Horn got hurt. Did he? I don't know. Yeah, I haven't looked to see what the update is. Let me see if I can find anything. Um, well, they've got a I, large one Saturday, right? I would, I think it's pretty big. <laughs> yeah, the game. <laughs> it's a I think game. That's going to be electric. Um, no update on – I mean, it's a t- typical college injury deal. We won't know until Saturday, I'm sure. Um, what would you rank – what would your top – not resume, just rank your top six in order of – you think they can win an – one, they're the favorite to win the national championship, to six – Least likely to win the national championship of Georgia. the actual of contenders. I mean, so like Alabama can't be in Georgia one, Ohio State two, Michigan three. I think those are interchangeable. Just because JJ McCarthy actually, I don't think he's been throwing it that well. But Michigan's no. tougher. Ohio State kind of plays um, wimp ball. They kind of remind me of like Maryland those, played with them on Saturday. Yeah, they kind of remind me of like those Baker, like the Kyler OU team that like can score a million, but they're not like yeah. super like rough. They're not very physical. Actually, I'll say Michigan two, Ohio State three, four, USC. They have the best player in the country. Five. Uh, who who would be my fifth? Clemson, I guess. Clemson or TCU. I'll or say, LSU. No, Clemson is top seven, I guess. Clemson, TCU, LSU. I'd say LSU five, TCU six, Clemson seven. That's my – I'd say one – I would say the same. I would go Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan. Big gap from one to two. Bigger gap from three to four. Four, I'd say. Because USC can't stop anybody. Right. But when you have the best player on the field and he touches the ball 70 times a game, or however many plays they run, you have a chance. I'll say LSU. I'll say LSU because I think you've got a good quarterback in Jaden Daniels. Yeah, you got coach. some dudes on defense, good coach. Um, I'll say LSU. I'll say USC five. Um, I'll go TCU six. But if TCU and Clemson line up on a field, Clemson's I don't know. So I would <laughs> – Maybe put TCU seven. Yeah, fair enough. The th- I mean, they beat a that's they haven't played an elite team, but they beat a lot of good teams. Um, is what they've done. And they keep finding a way to win. So, um, but if they can if they could avoid, they just need to avoid um Ohio St- or Georgia in the first round. Avoid getting yes. embarrassed. That's the um, big boy. Yeah. All right. Any other any other playoffs? Or any other playoff thoughts before, or any other thoughts from last week's games um, before we move on? TU stinks. They should have lost a one and nine South Florida Friday, and they got bailed out. They should fire their coach. Yeah, Montgomery is. Does TU have the money to do that? Yeah, they they just extended him. Dude has made like two bowl games, and they've both been out of his ass. And one was because he had Zayvon Collins um, to carry him defensively. So no, they probably don't have the money to do that right now. Yeah. Um, Clint, um, do you want to uh, you want to, should we move over to these picks here? Yeah, I'll lead them off. Started off with the Egg Bowl, Mississippi State plus two and a half at Ole Miss. Parker, I'll start with you. Man, Ole Miss is is a fraud. I think we we all know that. Uh, you know, Arkansas took them behind the woodshed before they got some BS second half points. Uh, got down thirty six or thirty five to six at half to to the Hogs. Jackson Dart is who he is. Um, Ole Miss is is not great. And I think I'm getting some – I'm not saying Lane's leaving. I have no reason to think that he definitely is. But, like, we're seeing some tendencies of a coach that might be on his way out the door. Um, 
Yeah. And if that is the case, I mean, there he's probably mailed it in. So, but what we've seen from Ole Miss has been bad. Um, I'll, I'll take Mississippi State with an upset, uh, outright win on the road in Oxford. I I like the Pirate here as well. I don't. Lane does kind of seem like he's not just him, but the players. Like you go get beat like that after you had a chance to maybe make an SEC title game two weeks ago, and now you're here. It's pretty deflating, I imagine. So that place will be uh, packed for this, though. Uh, what is it? Ole Miss Stadium fought Hemingway? Yeah, they need more. Be- there needs to be more Thursday college football games. I get the NFL. It's the NFL's day. This one's awesome, though. This yeah, one's yeah. sick. Remember the one. Like 2019, piss? yeah, the dog yeah. piss, Elijah Moore yep. dog piss. Yeah. That is like one of my favorite football games I've ever watched. This is I, I sat games. and wa- I sat and watched the full thing. Both of those teams were under 500. I was like, why am I watching this? Yeah, this is one of those games. It's like not my favorite game, but super nostalgic game. Like you yeah. know, it's Thanksgiving evening. You're stuffed, can't move anywhere, and you got the egg bowl on. It's it's just that time of the year again. Well, and the night the night NFL game stinks this year. So, um, but does it? I mean, it's. Uh, Vikings Patriots. What? Who Patriots? Vikings. Oh, Vikings who Patriots. Are not a football Rods. team anymore. But... Yeah. All right. Mm. Next up, Tulane plus two at Cincy. Parker, we'll start with you again. This is an interesting one. So the winner of this game is going to host the AAC championship. So whoever wins this locks up the, the top regular season spot for the conference. Loser is going to be in a little bit of an interesting situation. The loser of this game really needs. Central Florida to win this week against USF, which they should. Um, or no, sorry, they need US. It would help them if UCF lost because UCF has a head-to-head over both of these teams. But there's an interesting scenario here where if if UCF wins and Houston wins, I don't know who Houston's playing. There will be a, th- a three. Okay, there will be a three-way tie between the loser of Cincinnati Tulane, Houston, and UCF. And AAC apparently has a um, like a computer system. ECS like, is a, so back. Let's go. Yeah, no, it's like literally, it's like they take a combination of like I guess like power rating type deals, um, and to come down to a composite of computer rankings. So, um, big game to say the least. Um, two, I was at, in New Orleans for the Tulane SMU game last Thursday. Tulane. Took SMU behind the woodshed. Their defense is really good. They have playmakers. Cincinnati's not the same team this year. This will be an electric atmosphere. Man, I think this is a really good I feel game. Like I think Tulane's a better team, but I I'm do too. And that. I feel like the market still kind of like is resting on Cincinnati's year last year. I'm gonna take Tulane in this one though. I, so I'm I, I'm not touching that spread. I would never touch I, it either. I bet you the public hammers. I bet you this gets a three. Yeah, I, don't you think the public? I, I would figure the public is on. I mean, I can look it up. Or like the uh, Cincinnati is just so much more of a name brand, but I think I actually think Tulane's a better team. They I'm are. just worried about going into that atmosphere. That's not an atmosphere Tulane's used to. Cincinnati's been there, man. I like if that gets above three, I'll probably take Tulane. But I, I'm going to go with Cincinnati to to win in a very very close game. Two really good defensive teams. All right, while Ruli's looking that up. Uh, NC State plus six and a, six and a half at UNC. Really? Tar Heels. Those Tar Heels. Tar yeah. Heels are going to throttle them. They've the, they have the best player on the field. Drake May is really, really, really good. Um, he's a top five quarterback in the country, and he's a true freshman, I think, or a redshirt, but he's a freshman. He's very, very good. I think UNC, they can score on anybody. Um, including a beaten up NC State, who's kind of had a bit of a letdown year, right? Like they were they were supposed to be the team to challenge Clemson and they They're top 15 and, preseason team. And they have not done that. Devin Leary's that hurt. I actually think the backup's not bad though. I can't remember his name. But he can run the ball. Yeah. I, I, I like UNC here though. What is it? Six and a half? I might even I might play that because I think they win by around ten points. I, I like UNC as well, but you never know when that defense will allow a significantly worse team to stay in the game. Like, like they're really bad. So, I mean, but you would think they'll be more ready for this one than they were last week. So I'm with you. I like UNC. I don't like this. I probably won't touch this game, but I like UNC to win. All right. Big 12 matchup. Baylor plus eight and a half at Texas. Really? Oof, Baylor, man. I don't know how you come back from those last two. You got your ass kicked by Kansas State at home, and then you lost to your biggest rival. 
on a last second field goal, not really playing for much at this point besides bowl positioning, right? Thanksgiving game. I'll take, I don't think I'd play it, but I think Texas definitely wins. I don't know if they cover eight and a half points though. Just because Aranda, I think he'll find a way to scheme scheme his guys well yeah. enough to to shut down yours a little bit. I like Texas to win, um, but I'm I'm on Baylor plus eight and a half. Um, like you said, I, I'm just as concerned. I'm not going to take that te- Texas win over Kansas and just throw out the possibility of their team not being ready to play at all for this game. Thanksgiving, they're still not. I mean, they could be playing for a spot in the Big 12 title, I guess, theoretically. So there is still something on the line. Um, but I, I think Baylor is a good enough football team. I mean, any team with a pull, I mean, any good team they've played this year, um, they have, you know, been competitive with. Um, so um, I'll I'll say Baylor keeps this one relatively close, um, but Texas wins. All right. Next up, Iron Bowl. Parker, does Auburn keep it within 21 and a half in Tuscaloosa? Um, I'm going to say no. Boo. Uh, well, I kill one or two ways where Bama just runs them out of the building. Or like last year, you know, it's such a good rivalry game. But being in Tuscaloosa, I mean, yeah. if I lean yeah. one side, I'd say Bama, but I'm not. Cadillac Williams, bro. He's, he, he, that guy gets his guys fired up. He, that's who they, they love hire. They, they won't hire Cadillac Williams. And it's I'm sure there's this tightrope that the Auburn AD has to walk because, like, the players and the fans all fall in love with the interim. And he wins, which he is winning. Then you kind of have to hire him. I think they do cover the 21 and a half, though. He, like, they play hard for him. I don't. And now Alabama's definitely a team that could just mail it in if they wanted to. They have nothing to play for. That all is, right. That is definitely the case. Stay in the SEC here. LSU minus ten at A and M. Really? Does A and M finally wake up this week? I don't think they're going to win. No. Ten seems like a lot, though, considering LSU doesn't really blow people out. I'll take LSU to win, but A and M covers the spread. I'm with you. These teams do not like each other, and their fan bases don't like each other either. Uh, no. I mean, and as much crap as A and M got for that crowd last week, I bet they'll be. Act back to their normal weird cult like, which is unbelievable. Like, good for you, I guess, for supporting your team that much. But imagine a hundred thousand people going to sit in a stadium to watch a four win football team. Yeah. Well, I thought they. Oh yeah, they beat the the Minutemen last week to get to four. Yeah. Yeah. Good for them. Big four. Big four. (laughs) All right. Interesting spread here. South Carolina plus fourteen and a half at Clemson, coming off that big win. Parker. I don't have money on it. Yet, but I'm tempted by Clemson in the fact that it's the bet against Spencer Rattler game. I yeah. <laughs> he had the game of his life last week. Things yeah. you know, the world usually works out where things even out. So that thing drops to 13 and a half. I might sprinkle a little on Clemson, uh, but but where it is, I prob- probably will stay away. But I'll take Clemson to uh win this one. Maybe the under, I'm the under is kind of enticing 50 and a half. Uh, yeah, I'm taking Clemson. That that number is kind of interesting. If it dipped a little bit, I might play it, but I highly doubt it. Huge letdown spot for South Carolina. All righty, Oregon minus three and a half at Oregon State. Really? Give me the beeves. I'm just gonna take Oregon State. I don't. I don't. This is a well, huge game, by the way. For yeah, it's a, this, they they don't call it the Civil War anymore. It's just oh. the war. It's just the war. I think they said Civil War was problematic. Hey, they're north of the Mason Dixon line. They can say yeah, it. <laughs> a little bit west of where all that fighting. Was. Yeah. Oh, man, Oregon State's a good football team. John Jonathan Smith's a really good coach. They're eight and three, ranked in the top twenty-five. Yeah. So if if Oregon if Oregon loses this game, we'll be looking and Utah and Washington finish their season seasons with wins. We'll be looking at a three-way tie for second in the Pac-12 as well. So and I'm not sure what their tiebreaker scenario is. Um, but uh, yeah, so big game, man. I'll I'll take I'll take uh, Oregon to win and Oregon to cover. 
you know, <laughs> Oregon State's only got half of a stadium. So oh I'll, yeah, and they packed that thing full of the gills, man. They're um, rocking. So I'll I'll take Oregon. I think uh, you know, like I said, still playing for something. I like what Lanning's doing. You know, the the, the difference on on the front seven on the defensive side of the ball and the offensive line lines are pretty are pretty significant um, between these two. I think Oregon comes in ready to roll, and I'll say the cover. All right. Parker will stay with you here. Notre Dame traveling to USC plus five and a half. I'm already on USC. I'm on USC minus five already. Um, Where to be big. I, this is big. You guys are you're willing I, to risk your finances on Lincoln Riley again. This is good. <laughs> this is – I've bet against Notre Dame a lot this year. The last few times it's actually backfired on me. But I'm just – People are suddenly acting like Notre Dame is like a decent football team. They're so, good again. They're good as the dog, bad as the favorite. Is right. The and this is not, they're not a big, like, this is a big, like, I don't know. I, I just won, like I'll say every time with USC, they've got the best player on the field. Folks, you take away that Clemson win for Notre Dame, which is a really solid win. Um, Notre Dame has obviously lost to Marshall and to Stanford, two really not good <laughs> football teams. Stanford's three and eight. Um, in the last, couple weeks they beat navy by four four and eight navy or no uh what's the right navy. navy has yeah. like four wins yeah yeah four win navy and they beat them by three sorry they beat them by three points and then they beat sure they blew them out but boston college is three and eight so i'm not taking a, a blowout win over boston college and a squeaker by navy to mean that notre dame's actually done anything to improve their offense is really bad still they do have a good defense um Primetime game. I've given USC fans a lot of flack, but I would imagine that this is a game that they'll pack. I could imagine it being a pretty electric atmosphere in the Coliseum. Um, so I like USC big. Shout out to the midshipmen of Navy for the outright win in Central Florida last week, though. Big mm-hmm. time. I was on them 15 and a half. They've covered two weeks in a row uh, with, obviously, the upset last Saturday. Uh, five and a half is a very intriguing and enticing number because Notre Dame is not good at all. Uh yeah, Caleb. Like, is Notre Dame gonna? I know USC's defense is bad, but like, is Notre Dame gonna score a ton of points? Probably not. Right. So, and you have to score a lot of points to keep pace with uh, thirteen. So, I'll say yeah. USC wins and covers. All right, Ruli, stay with you. Michigan plus seven and a half at Ohio State. That I'm giving me the the Wolverines outright. I don't think McCarthy is like what I thought he was at the beginning of the year. He struggled a little bit. But they're just more physical. I think they they'll kind of go play smash mouth football and, and and win the game outright Saturday. I like Michigan plus seven and a half. I'm not ready to go out on that that bridge yet and say they win outright. My I actually do. I'm with you. I think they've been the more impressive football team outside of the quarterback position and the receivers. I think they're pretty much better everywhere else. Better offensive line, probably the best offensive line in the country. Better run game, um, better defense. So, I mean, they check a lot of boxes. My concern, and the reason I'm not quite ready to say Michigan wins, is just Harbaugh's record against rivals. You know, he yeah, he's like to, Mike Gundy. Yeah, pissed down his leg. So, yeah, that's kind of keeping me from from going that far. Maybe I'll toss him in like a parlay with that money line, but um, I'm I'm not not uh, going to take him out right. I'll, I'll take Ohio State to win. All right, a few more here. Iowa State plus ten at TCU, Parker. Iowa State to cover. I think the streak continues. Uh, that defense will give, I think, will give uh, fits to to TCU. Zach, what was your stat? What's the stat about Iowa State when they're like a double digit dog? Oh, they're really, really good. I can't remember the exact number against the spread, but Campbell is like, especially when it's a touchdown or more, or yeah, a touchdown or more. He's like, I think fifteen and two, something along those lines. Keep talking, and I'll find it. But I'm taking TCU. Very good. I'm taking TCU to win this one, but this one almost seems like, you know, last week seemed like this is a trap game. I know it's at home. That That game last week, Big 12 Championship next week. It's a look ahead and a letdown. Right, because they're in the Big 12 Championship either way. Yeah. Iowa State's out of bowl conversation. I don't know. I just think the the corn-fed Iowa boys are just going to keep things interesting here. I'll say – TCU by less than a touchdown. I agree. TCU wins, but Iowa State's gonna fucking claw. They're they're gonna muck it up Saturday. This All is right. their bowl game. This is their bowl game. Yep. 
Kansas plus 12 at K-State. Parker, go with you again. I have no feel for this one. I, I mean, did not like what we saw to Jaden Daniels. Wonder if he was rushed back a little bit. Um, I You almost wonder if it would have been better for Kansas to stick, finish the season with Bean rather than bringing Daniels back, who's not 100%, and starting some sort, you know, you're, I don't know. I just think that maybe that was a mistake. Uh, so I like Kansas State to win. I saw the get-in price for this game is like 140 bucks. Uh, yeah, um, it's going to be an electric atmosphere. Or whatever it is. Um, so I'll take Kansas State to win. I'm, I don't think I'll bet on them to cover, but if I lean, if I were le- leaning one way on the cover, I'd lean lean K State to cover. I think, uh, but but I think they went out right for sure. I think I agree with you. K State wins the game, but I think I disagree. I think Kansas covers. All right, finish it up with OU and OSU. Really start with you for your pokes. West Virginia plus eight and a half in Stillwater. Give me the Mountaineers plus eight and a half. I just don't know how much fight's left in this OSU team. That that was pretty bad Saturday when I just watched. I think OSU wins, but I think West Virginia covers that eight and a half. They have a little more life now with uh, Garrett Green, I think is his name, playing quarterback. So um, Neil Brown might be his final stand Saturday in West Virginia. Um, polo, but giving the Mountaineers to cover, not going to bet it, but OSU to win the game. Is there a chance uh, Sanders sits this one out? No. no, Like the, his comments about being a competitor. No Dude, he's going to kill himself out there. Yeah, he's he's that's another reason I think he'll go to the draft. Like He just gets his ass kicked. This can't be this cannot be fun for him going out there every single week and just You know, one wouldn't think so. <laughs> like but, uh, I would not enjoy that, but no, he's tougher than you and I. I guess that's for sure. Yeah, yeah there, yeah, that is no Definitely. doubt because, um, yeah, I'll take West Virginia's not good. I'll take OSU they're, to win. They're, re- they're really bad. So I'll take OSU to win. I'll probably if I'm with you on West Virginia covering though. All right, finish it up with the Sooners. Parker OU minus two at Texas Tech. Oh. <laughs> Just say what you, you say what you're thinking. Are you the truth? Say the truth. Shuck starting for Texas Tech. I think so. If he, if either if Morton or um, anybody Coast, but Donovan Smith, I think wins the game for Texas Tech. I think. See, I I think Shuck has been horrible, dude. He's did you good. see? By the way, did you watch any of that Iowa State Tech game? It was nasty, dude. Football. Iowa State went over five on fourth down inside the re- inside like the ten yard. Well, they, the, the other problem is they can't kick. They they keep trotting that kid out there to kick. He went like over three side of there. He's bad, dude. If they just kick on two of those five times, they no, I'm sure they might miss him. He is really bad. Let me pull the season kicking stats, but he is really bad. He's he lost him that game against Kansas. Yes, like he is not great. Um, but either way, I'll say I'm going to go with OU. Not confidently at all. And I guess I'll say OU to cover because if I think that if they win, I think they'll cover the two. Um, Texas Tech, though, super inconsistent. I I don't know what, you know, do we see the tech that showed up against Baylor and the tech offense that showed up this last weekend? Or do we see, you know, the tech that played TCU tight for three quarters, beat Texas? I mean, they're all over the place. Um, They've locked up bowl eligibility. I'd be more nervous about this one if they had lost to Iowa State last weekend. Um, but I think this is my – I've got a colleague that's a tech guy. I think he told me that this is the first time they have the opportunity to beat Texas and OU in the same season for the first time ever. I might be wrong on that. Um, checks out. Maybe the year with Crabtree. No. Like Crabtree, OU the Crabtree the shit break. out of them. Even the Crabtree – Yeah, it was number two break. tech. Yeah, was five. Yeah, it OU, was, I was there. Yeah, it was awesome. Best atmosphere in Norman in our in our lifetimes. Um, yeah, so I'll I'll say OU wins and covers. Not feeling confident. I'm not going to put money on put money on them, but I'll say the, the, the job these done. are two very middle of the road teams. Um, Rockham Tech and I'm salty from last week, so Tech wins. What a um, well, that's our final. That kicker is tw- that episode. kid that quit that kicker is twelve of eighteen. By the way, you can't keep trotting that out there. That's bad. <laughs> yeah. 
That's that's really bad. Any other just thoughts or projections or anything for this upcoming weekend before we wrap up here? Mm-mm. Good well, basketball on this week, guys. Yeah. Enjoy Feast Week. FIFA going, World Cup going on. Yep. Good, good little sport. Good couple weeks of sports here going. So, um, yeah, that that's the wrap up on our final regular season episode. We'll be back next weekend, looking ahead to conference championships with a better idea of what the playoff picture looks like. Um, not the regular season any of us hoped for for our squads, but but always a good time. Um, we appreciate everyone listening, our loyal listeners. You know, if you. If you are uh, listening on Apple and Spotify, like, rate, subscribe, share it with friends, share on social media. We're at Fifth Year Podcast on all forms of social media. So um, appreciate it. And let's have a great rivalry weekend.